you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. I am joined by basically our favorite guest guest host, Mani from Mixing with Mani. Welcome back. So good to chat with you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I love it. You, you guys make being a cool mom seem like the coolest job <laughs> in the world. And it reminds me every day that even when I start having a family, I don't have to give up Bravo and terrible reality TV. Oh, you'll thank enjoy you. it even more. <laughs> you'll be you'll be watching it even more. Very excited for that stage of my life. <laughs> Although I will say um, OC is not really um, the type of reality TV you'd want to be spending your limited free time watching. I really didn't think I'd ever say this, but Emily was the VP MVP of this episode. And honestly, without Gina and Emily, I don't think there'd be any reason to watch. Like they're really the only ones that make it somewhat tolerable. Yeah. I, I, their friendship is probably it's like the comedic relief that, that we all need. And especially on a season that's kind of like, you know, womp, like this one is, um, it gives at least a little bit of joy. I haven't always seen it or been here for Emily, but I am here for an Emily Gina situation. Cause I actually like Gina. I loved her response to Heather's wealth and everything. It seems more me. Like I'm here to celebrate the fact that you're a rich bitch with yeah. you. Like, I'll let's drink your champagne. It. Like I yes, love yeah. this lavish life by being yeah. your friend. And I like that realness in her. And then her and Emily kind of bring that out in each other. So yeah, I think this, this episode, I didn't hate really? Emily as much. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree. I have not been an Emily fan. I'm liking her more with Gina. I'm liking that she's kind of showing a different side of herself by like just being fun and talking about things more openly and more freely. But I mean, other than that, there's really not much to talk about this episode. So let's just, let's go to what everyone cares about. (laughs) New Jersey. What a crazy ride this episode was. So we, we knew that the bomb had been dropped, that Marge was like, your husband cheated on you. Everyone knew about it. Everyone's response and reaction to it was so different, but I think my favorite and most frustrating reaction was Teresa, Mm. who was saying that what Marge did is worse than what she did to Jackie because Marge said something that was actually true. (laughs) Teresa just was spreading a rumor. I don't, I love when Dolores is like, this logic only makes sense to Teresa. Like, in what world do you live in? Is it like, oh, it's not as bad because I spread a rumor that turned out to be false. And what you're saying is actually true. So what you said is worse. Only Teresa. 
Okay. I am not a tree hugger. I'm not a Teresa fan. Let me see if I can try to follow her logic. I think what she's saying is I took a shot in the dark and if it wasn't true, then no one got hurt, which is false. But she's like, then what's the point if it's not true and I don't believe it. But Marge took a shot in the light. Like she exposed something that she knew was true, like just because she knew it was true. And while again, I don't agree when the producers was asking her, like, do you see where you went wrong last year? And she was, she kind of like stumbled on herself. Like even she knew she didn't make sense anymore. And I don't get it, but I I'm trying to understand her logic and it is faulty and it's full of holes, but I think I understand it. I think knowing the way Teresa's brain works, it mm-hmm. makes sense to the rest of us. It doesn't. But the other thing is Teresa can never admit when she's wrong. Even when she's saying sorry for something, never. she doesn't admit fault. So for her to say, oh, yeah, now this makes me realize what I did to Jackie was really bad. It mm-hmm. would mean she's taking accountability and admitting fault, which she never does. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, that was probably a great time for her to just be like, I mean, what Jack, what Marge did is way worse. So now I do see the impact or something like that. Like you understand what it means to spread anything about someone's husband when they have children involved, young children at that. Yes. And I, I do appreciate Jackie saying that she has compassion for Jennifer because at the end of the day, they were able to go to their kids and be like, you're hearing this rumor. It's not true. Like, you know, she's like, daddy didn't cheat. They have to go and have a conversation with their kids and say the opposite, that we try to keep this quiet, but dad did cheat. And, you know, I don't necessarily fault Marge for dropping this bomb because I do think Jennifer continually would make digs at her about being a cheater and saying, like, I just can't be around cheaters. I don't socialize with cheaters and just kept like bringing Marge down. And I think Marge was like, you're living with one. Like, how could you forgive your husband? And you like, you weren't even involved in my extramarital affairs and you can't forgive me. What I don't agree with and what I can't get on board with is that she said, well, the kids are resilient. Just send them to therapy. Like Marge, oh. have compassion for the fact that like, <laughs> this is a really tough conversation and their no. kids are little. They're, these are not right. teenagers, like young kids, young kids. Yes, young kids. And I mean, even her oldest who was in high school, I, I can't imagine like this being something that comes out. And here's where I, I get off because I know people really want to protect like their beloved Marge. And, and I too was a little bit like, damn, Marge, this is it. But I I do, I do fault her for this one. This one really upset me because Marge is probably the smartest person on that show and almost to like a fault. Like, I don't even understand why she's there sometimes. She is intelligent beyond measure. She knows, because we all know now, knowing that Jen's husband had an affair and if Marge already knew that, we know why Jennifer was always talking about her and her mom. It doesn't make it right, but she was obviously projecting because she can't take out those emotions on her husband. She chose to stay. So naturally, her next step, untherapized, is to take it out on the woman and say that it's her fault. It's a very classic trope. Everybody goes, you know, the homework or the homewrecker when yeah. it takes two to cheat. But it's very clear that that's why Jen was doing this. So for Marge to like kind of let this out and almost without warning, like Jackie warned her at the reunion last year, but Marge could have been like, oh, you want to talk about cheaters? Do you want to talk about cheaters? Like at least bait her a little bit before you just go, your husband's in the pool, like all over again. And it's just like so out there. And I, 
I kind of was disappointed in that because Marge, when her stuff was coming out, again, Marge put it in a book. Jennifer's been commenting on that book. It's not right. She's been wrong about it, but that's what was happening. Jennifer did this before. Like This happened in her life before she was on the show, and she hasn't been open about it. And now we know why, because her kids didn't know. And so to me, I'm like, Marge, as a mother, you love your kids. You love your stepkids. You love, love, love your kids. Damn, girl. Like, I mean, your kids got to cope with this because they knew about it. But Jen's kids didn't know. So now they have to kind of feel that as a family. And that's tough, especially with so many of them. I I agree. Like, I was really disappointed that even like, you know, human to human, but also mother to mother that she would say, well, kids are resilient. They'll be in therapy. No parent well, we ever kids going to therapy. But right. Damn, not not when we can avoid something. That's exactly it. Like it was an avoidable trauma for them, you know, yeah. like and I think, you know, maybe they should have known about it at some point uh, as they got older and started dating just to know that, like, no marriage, no relationship is perfect. And, right. you know, maybe talk about how they worked through it. But I feel like she kind of st- Marge stole that right away from Jennifer Mm -hmm. to say how she's worked through it. And you could tell now it's like this new wounds been opened. She couldn't stop crying Mm -hmm. at Dolores's thing. And everyone was like, why are you crying? Stop crying. It was like, so Italian, New Jersey, like, come on, you're, you're tough. Like, but I do wonder (laughs) if things are going to change with Jackie and Jennifer, like, you know, it did come out that, and Jennifer didn't deny it, that she reached out to Frank and that she reached out to Marge's friend Celeste trying to dig up information about Jackie. Now, I do think Jackie's smart enough to realize that Jennifer was probably doing this knowing that if it, it, if her story got out and she could have proof on Jennifer, she could distract some of the infidelity stuff that Jennifer had to deal with by putting it all on Jackie. Still not right, but I think that's kind of where I think that's where her mind was. And I think Jackie will recognize that. And it does seem like she genuinely wants to forgive her but boy like what a cra- I, I just feel like it was such a crazy episode just because there were so many people with such different views and I'm not really sure if I agreed with anybody except maybe Jackie yeah I mean I even kind of like I really felt for Jackie in this moment because I thought she was really cool because Jackie took the approach that I felt like I would have taken and maybe that's why I'm internalizing what Marge did so much like Jackie was like I knew about this. I heard about it from March, which also kind of upset me because, like, how many different ways can you gossip about a family just because she's coming at you? Like, I get it. Jen is a lot, and she's kind of a bitch. And fine. The whole show is about them all being bitchy at some point to each other, to everyone else. But also, like, how if you know that she's struggling with these things, why don't you just – because I've been like that. I've been like, you know – Oh, this girl, like in my head, I'm like, this girl just doesn't, she's, she's not well, or she's unhappy. And that's just is what it is. I'm not going to constantly air out the wounds of why she's unhappy. And Jackie even said she's heard it and she never said anything. After Jen has been going at her and coming at her for years, she never said anything. That's more like what I would have done. Like, cause if I know I have the ammunition to end your whole life, like at this point, like to take your day and make it sour the way Jen's like went to shit after that. She didn't even say about it, Teresa. I'm not going to use that, especially not on another woman. Like, I feel like there's got to be a line. And here is the line. Because it also puts Jen on a clock. Because she has to tell her kids pretty much before they find out on TV and in social media. And it's only been so much time before, you know, the show airs. Yeah. it. Yeah. It was just a... Yeah. It was a lot to take in. I loved... I didn't love. But I will say I appreciated Jackie even more. And I am a Jackie stan, so I'm definitely biased, but they showed the clip where she kind of warned her at the reunion, like 
Don't start mm-hmm. talking about, you know, rumors because, you know, some yours could be out next. Mm-hmm. And it did kind of like, I think she was warning her, like, I'm not going to drop this, but it's going to come out if you keep pushing people. Mm-hmm. It made me really respect her because like, she didn't, I mean, no one, none of us knew what it was talking about. We're probably like, oh, they live in Jersey. There's rumors everywhere. It could be finances. It could be about, you know, Jen's parents it could be about a million things, but it really made me appreciate Jackie. Like the fact that, yeah, she never, she never brought this up even while people were trying to make Jackie look bad. And Jennifer was one of them. She never used something that she easily had at her disposal that could have destroyed her because she realized the weight of that, mm-hmm. of that truth. Exactly. So, Something I wish Marge would have considered and warned her a little bit like Jackie did. Yeah. Or, I mean, I feel like, yeah, like a warning or I'm about to air your stuff out it would be nice. Yeah. Or like, I mean, honestly, even if it would have been filmed, but she would have done it not around a big group and at a party, like if, if it would have been like, let's just say they met for lunch and they were like, okay, we need to learn to get along. Cause you know, they always do that every season mm-hmm. and she could have like, if she would have dropped it then, even though it would have been on TV, it still would have been bad. But I think I would be like, okay, like if it, it could have made a little bit more sense, but mm-hmm. yeah, the comment about the kids, I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's just like, okay, I, kids are resilient to a uh, point, yeah. but I not, I think more physically, like kids are more resilient. in the fact that like, they'll have a fever of like right. 102 degrees and two hours later, they're like, can we go to the park? And you're like, they'll want to wrestle were... with each other. Oh my God. Yeah. I see it every day. Like from a sickness standpoint, I think, uh, and I, there's a lot of memes that have been going around about this, that they're like, oh, kids are so resilient, but let me tell you about all the trauma that I'm still working through from 20, 30 exactly. years ago. Like, like that you have to do. I'm trying to save kids of, you know, the pain and therapy. They have to do the pain of spending the money on yeah. therapy <laughs> for so many years later. And everything is like you as an adult now has to coach your inner child when so many things could be avoided. Like kids are resilient, but not really. Like they can get over things for the, for the furtherance of their own day. But I mean, I'm I'm a teacher. I work with kids every day and they are the least bit resilient in emotions. Like they these things stick with them. They feel things and it changes the trajectory of their day, their their education, their everything. So if we could just spare some kids some things, I think it'd be nice. Yeah. This is a good example of especially that. about their mommy and daddy. Yeah. Well, I'm really curious to see where the rest of the season goes. We still have that trip to Nashville. We have Dolores that and Jackie so are gonna to fight. I'm sorry. Okay. So I mean, I live really like not really close, but I'm a four, four and a half hour drive from Nashville. I've been there numerous times. Uh-huh. It is a really, really fun place, but it's just so random to me that the Jersey housewives, the went Jersey there. Italian girls are going to Nashville. It's like the total, like other side of yeah. like, you know, mainstream white woman culture that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> like I've never seen, I've never even considered the two opposite worlds and how they're going to collide. Like Teresa and Cowboy Blues is like Sydney. At a honky tonk. It's going to oh be really. Oh my God. It's going to be mean, funny. <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait for it. Oh. Obviously off to a strong start, but when is Jersey never, like when are they not off to a strong start? Yeah. What'd you think about Gia not looking at Joe? I always thought that this. Oh my God. I almost forgot about that. Looking at Joe, but yeah, it that was, back and forth fight that never ended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so bizarre. And I feel like at the end they resolved nothing, but they're just like, we're going to forgive each other, you know, agree to disagree. Here's the thing. I don't disagree with Joe's opinion that Joe G, uh, well, no, no, Joe, we all share G-G. it. Juicy Joe yeah. was terrible. We all have right. That and that, you know, that stress of Teresa going to jail did not help his parents' health. And it probably Dude. did lead to a decline. So I understand him being resentment and placing fault for Teresa not getting to spend as much time with her parents because she spent a year in jail. Like I would have a lot of resentment. I think where 
he made a mistake. I don't actually fault him for talking about it on the show. Um, and like, cause that is part of like, they sign up to share everything. And like, that was a conversation he was having and that he's still mad about it. I do think though, when the girl, like when Gia came to him and said, my sisters and I are upset because that's our dad. Like she knows what her dad did. She had to become, she like, I think what shocks us with like, oh my gosh, like hard to believe Gia's 21, but also she's hard to believe she's not because she had to grow up so quickly. Her mom went to jail. Then her dad went to jail. She had to be the glue for her sisters and she had to grow up. Both of her grandparents died. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like she had to go through so much. And so like, you don't think she probably has some resentment towards her dad too. Like, yeah, it, it sucks, but I, I understand for her. It's like, that's still my dad. She still wants a relationship with him. And I think it'd be really hard to hear your uncle saying such horrible things about your father. So I understand how she's like, Hey, just don't say that shit anymore. And he just got so, it was the way he was like, even approaching her. Like I get why she came back with him with attitude. Oh, absolutely. Cause she's an adult and she's like, you, I've been now not able to talk to my godfather and my uncle who I'm so close with because I didn't even get Joe in his confessional when he was like, I get it. Love your father. You should, but he's also trash garbage. I'm like, how did you can't say the two? Like, you don't think Teresa has big, big, big feelings about how this man left her with these kids in this country by herself. And he did all this and sent her to jail. Like she has feelings. We know she does, but she's even taken the conservative approach of like, not revealing all her true feelings and all her true resentments all the time because of her daughters. Yeah. I have to do it for the daughters. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a trash talking their parents. (laughs) We got a lot of DMS from people who were like, are from really strong Italian households. And I guess there is like a big, like respect your elders thing. I understand to the point, but he like started it with attitude. He's like, what Gia, what are you, what are you, um, you know, mumbling under your breath? Mm -hmm. Like he kind of like instigated the whole thing. What also stood out to me is, um, Louis, (laughs) horrible Botox with his eyebrows and his just skin coloring. Like, are you maybe, are you maybe not Italian and you're just tanning so much to look Italian? He's tanning because he's he's so red and he's like swell swollen and (laughs) leaking. Yeah. He looks like a cherry that needs to pop. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Are you okay? Your body is excreting a lot of liquids. (laughs) Like when he was just like sitting there, I'm like, I was like, literally there's something medically wrong with this man. Like I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out, but yeah, his face was so red. His coloring was off. He was sweating. His eyebrows are so like crazy. Um, so I, yeah, it was a lot. My last thing about Jersey. I'm sorry. Gia can't really be in law school. I'm sorry. She did. She's not trying to be a lawyer because I have lawyer friends who are in law school. And I was like, I'm getting married. They're like, I will do your prenup. And it's like, and they're all in serious relationships. They're like prenup 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 everyone should have a prenup broke people yeah. should have a prenup where people should have a prenup i was just gonna say should have regardless a of everyone well, have a prenup because yeah. you just want to get it on paper so for her to be like oh no she doesn't need a prenup i'm like are you doing well in school because well, i think i also heard in an, in an interview she said something like um she was pre-law which i think like having people who have like friends who have gone through law school i think that's a big misconception there's no such there's no degree as pre law you could be poli sci no, you could be history you could you be have english a concentration in something yeah. that's like law related yeah, you're just but like on a pre law track yeah i mean and maybe that's what she meant but i was like well what are you really studying i don't think she's going right. to go to law school Probably i don't government in something yeah no 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 Mm-mm. this is the these are questions in, yeah. in the exam rooms <laughs> she would be not well 
I would love to see what law school is going to accept her after that too. Cause like, Oh God, we're going to accept the kid who said they don't want someone to get a prenup. That's like no. the foundation of what most of- lawyers do for a living. Criminal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, do you not like money? You're going to have to be oh, doing these. Right. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Let's talk real quick. Summer house before we dive into salt Lake. I think for me, the two big things stood out this episode. And I, we did get a couple like DMS and a couple texts from our friends that watched that said that they felt like this was not like that exciting of an episode. I appreciated it. It wasn't like a ton mm-hmm. of drama, people yelling at each other. So it was like nice to get a break, especially kind of sandwiched in between Salt Lake city and Jersey. It was just like a, a pleasant viewing, but okay. Lindsay hubs on the prowl, oh. like homegirl is just like, Never. are you are you of over the age of like 35? I think she likes him a little bit older. Are you somewhat attractive? Are you straight? She's all in on like, it doesn't like, yeah. I'm loving this Lindsay, especially knowing she ends up with Carl. So it's I'm like, about to say, it's fun to see her do this now before she's like, you know, kind of settling down. We know that like, that's the end goal because it's, you got to kiss a lot of frogs to get your prince. And it looks very much so like a friends episode or something where like the two were together, didn't work out. And then they go off and they were on a break. And all of a sudden, like they find their way back to each other after multiple wrong partners. It's cute. It gives us something to root for. Yes. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, I still cannot wrap my brain around how Kyle and Amanda end up getting married. So majority of this oh. episode is Amanda's <laughs> birthday. And like, of course, Luke comes in with this thoughtful gift. Everyone has gotten her a gift that actually shows that like they genuinely know her and that like they care about her. Kyle drunkenly admits to Paige and Lindsay that he has not gotten her a gift and like on a whim buys a trip to the Bahamas for them, but then like reveals that his passport is expired. What is going on? <laughs> like, do you just what not you care doing? about her? It's no. like a birthday is a very well-known like that's when you get like, the people the gifts, right? Like I don't get my husband Valentine's day gifts and he doesn't get me one. And that's like, okay. I'm like, I don't need it. Some people go all out. And if that's your thing, go for it. But like birthdays, if I didn't get him a birthday gift, unless he was like, I truly don't want anything this year. Let's just go to dinner. Then I would plan the dinner. I would get the babysitter. Like, you know, I would show some effort. Kyle mm-hmm. has shown none and it's her birthday. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And then what was up with him not being able to like solemnly swear that he will not cheat. Like it just, everything is very, I'm looking at him like, are you okay? Like, what are your intentions? Cause you're too grown to be acting like this. Like Kyle is a grown up, you would think. And I'm like, this girl that you are a woman that you are marrying deserves a little bit more than, I just need you to show me some effort. Like me, yeah. not even, we're not even halfway. We're like a third of the way. And she is doing the whole distance. I'm surprised she made it down the aisle. I would oh. love to see how this happened. I know. I'm like, I, and she said on watch what happens live. We're not really going to see like the reconciliation because of when they stop filming and they're not. Oh, so I think they do. We get to see the wedding. Cause we saw like mm-hmm. previews of that, but I guess like there was like a moment where they stopped, which I'm like, um, I feel like as viewers, we need that. Um, mm-hmm. so cause right now it's not adding up, honey. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay. Let's go into salt Lake city. Oh my gosh. So many Ooh. things. I, I just, I loved it. I mean, we started, we had that hot mic that ended last week. We go into this week. I think like when I'm looking at this episode, the confessionals to me were maybe some of my favorite things. Meredith saying that if she knew uh, Jen was being arrested, she probably would have found a way to be in the sprinter van on the way to Vail because she was like, who yeah, would want to miss you, that arrest? I wouldn't want to miss that. And, and yeah. you know what's funny? <laughs> I was like, true. 
Yeah. That like who sense. would want to miss she that? Did have something to do with this. She would want to see her own work. Yeah. You see that about sociopaths that they always return to the scene of the crime. Yeah. So I, I also don't understand the whole big thing around the memorial. Like Vanessa and I have talked about this a lot. Like, so what, like, was it, maybe it was two days. So maybe someone's like, when's the memorial? And she's like, it's Monday. And she told somebody else it's Tuesday. Maybe they had multiple things going on. Maybe she's also still grieving, you know, like, it's just so weird to me that people are like, well, I was told it was Monday and you were told it was Tuesday. She is lying. It's like, or it was both days, or maybe it was supposed to be Monday and somebody wasn't feeling good. And they moved it to Tuesday. Like let the girl just like not have to defend her father's memorial. All I thought was somehow Jen Shaw is a genius I know, because she has us literally questioning this very polite kind. Well, not really. She's not either of those things, but this like really normal monotone bland woman about we've made her like the center of the drama. And it's about a memorial that we weren't even a part of, but we watched this woman get arrested and we are no longer talking about that. No longer. It's crazy to me. So whatever it is, that Jen did, or if Lucy's like secretly working for Jen or whatever to get her like to deflect, deflect, deflect. Jen talked probably the least in this whole episode. Jen is and loving she, this. You exactly. know, she's like, this oh, is this so is so good for her. And this I is am, what she needed. Oh, man. I'm just like, who are these women? Where are the accountability people? I just want someone to be like, and we're talking about Meredith, but we're still looking at you, girl. I, I know. Crimes. I, <laughs> Well, that's the other thing too. I'm like, Jen, we haven't forgotten about you. Like you still are going to have to like face the music at the reunion just because your cast isn't holding your feet to the fire. Well, I don't think that Meredith uh, is lying about the memorial. I am like, I do see Lisa's point that Meredith does not defend Lisa at all the way she defends Mary. Like I would be pissed if I was, I like to say I'm team baby gorgeous. If I was Lisa Barlow and she's being, you know, pulled different directions between Jen Shaw and Meredith and trying to remain a, like retain a friendship with both yet Meredith makes no effort to retain her friendship with Lisa and Mary, or like try to, you know, understand both sides of that story. And then we've seen so many episodes of Meredith losing her shit. And the second that Lisa starts yelling, she's like, do not yell at me. It's like, you know what? Yeah. She's allowed to get a little heated. Let her have a moment. Yeah, I actually, I like Lisa Barlow a great I deal. Do too. I find her very fun, very easy to watch. She, to me, is everything she thought she was going to be as a real housewife. We like her for everything that, she, that, that isn't that. Like you can tell she's trying at one point, she's always trying to play a certain game and then she is who she is like, and can't hide it for long. So it just becomes this glorious, like whole kaleidoscope of, of real housewivesness. Like you just see the crazy, the, you make, she makes sense, but the delivery is really terrible. And then she's yelling and you're just like, I see why you're yelling. And then like, oh my God, then they can't hear each other. And you don't, she's crying at, she's always the victim, but somehow I still don't believe that she's the villain yet because she doesn't believe she's the villain. And she convinces me she's the victim. I'm like, I'm I'm convinced she's the victim. So so sorry, Lisa. This is so, so, I'm so, she's the one who questioned this girl's memorial for her dad. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, Meredith, pull it together. Lisa is not asking for a lot. Just have her back. That's it. And I, I think I'm still upset about the fact that Mary, um, like went after her for enjoying fast food. I'm like, you know what? If I looked like Lisa Barlow <laughs> and ate a bunch of fast food, I think I'd be like, you are just jealous. Like, I mean, I'm I mean, really worried about like Lisa's like 
cholesterol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, is everything okay? The livers, the kidneys, the, the, the both intestines, like those type of things. But do you, girl? I love Lisa, but at the same time, weirdly, like, I, I could, I'm a better Meredith than Meredith because I also love Mary as a housewife, as a cult leader, church leader, worship leader. Not All so right. much. Let's talk a, about that. As a woman who married to that man who I'm, I agree with Mary's mom. Did you see that interview? Because yeah. I agree with her that. I do believe that man is at the center of like 90% of it. I'm not saying that Mary is completely innocent. I'm saying that she is entangled in some yeah. messed up stuff. And I feel like we I think she got his web. I think she got excited about the wealth, um, the and attention. Yeah. And being like the superstar. So she went for it. And yeah. now, like you said, like she's in too deep and she's stuck. But I think, I think. Mm-hmm. He knew all along what was going on and what would happen. Oh, for sure. So Jen goes to Mary's church. And, you know, it is like one of those, you know, like is I grew up in a Catholic. So but um, like, there are different kinds of Christian, especially black Christian. <laughs> yeah. I, being raised in a church that was probably this. I'm not. It was probably maybe 10 degrees less intense as Mary's, but only by 10 degrees, like yeah. only a little bit. We weren't as dramatic, but my fiance did go to a church that was just that dramatic. My church was probably like 55 times the size and still acted like that. So I'm not shocked <laughs> by what happened. I was like, eh, yeah, I could see it. I mean, I also kind of understand why Mary would be so drunk with that kind of power and why oh. she is because. I mean, I went to a church of like 30,000 members pretty much, like maybe 10,000 would show up on a good day, maybe. And especially in black churches that can be that dramatic or not, we do treat our pastor and first lady like they are extensions of God. Like the first lady is everything. We want to know what she's wearing, what she looks like. We want to see the fashions. We want to see the hats. We are into it. We talk to each other. Oh, do you see first lady? Oh, she is killing that suit girl. Look at that suit. Okay. First so, lady. You go up and say hi to her at the end of the service. Like, how you doing past that first lady? So I wasn't shocked at all. I was actually more shocked that Jen was shocked. Cause she's well, like all, I guess she's in, grown up you know? Muslim. Oh yeah, that's her true. Well, she, yeah, she grew up Mormon, and yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. much calmer people. Well, I would say Catholics, like you know, we don't have a first lady because all the priests, um, yeah. which is a whole other story. Let's <laughs> not let's and not dive Catholic in. school. So yeah. imagine me and my behind going to a Catholic school. Oh going, God, you're probably like, why are we so? Why are they so why boring? Are they so quiet. Yeah, it's like loudness for Jesus. Yeah. We were raised thinking if you're not going to celebrate Jesus, what are you going to celebrate? I was just going to say, I love the joy. Like, I love the Ooh, enthusiasm and the like, just like the movement and the, I, I like the loudness. I think it's like, yes. for me, it's very but different. But all that to say, Mary's church is very questionable. I have well, a lot of questions. So is it normal for, for people to just like come up and write these letters and just profess their love? So probably on that pastor? day, because it was the first service, um, uh, probably this is the first one they've had in a year. My Nana's church, she was um, ba- always Baptist and, and she went to church in Las Vegas, which I think was very similar to how this church went down. Okay. And there have been, I've been to various services. Like there are specific ones out of the month where yes, the congregation will like present the pastor with gifts. My Nana, her decorating committee was like, we need to get the pastor a Cadillac. I was like, why does he need a Cadillac to tell y'all about the Lord? I'm very I mean, confused. Now this is but making was, sense why these people have so much money. It was it's all gifted to them. And these were a bunch yeah. of old auntie, grandma, black ladies who love the Lord. And they think that they're doing their due diligence to God by making sure that his 
prophets, like his people that he speaks to are taken care of. Mary's is a bit extreme. Yeah. I have to preface. Though I understand the foundation, there were a few moments in that one scene that I was like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, what is going on, Mary? You have them possessed. Like, I was just saying, like, Mary's to me, it's like, extra. I feel like it was like, this feels like I'm watching a cult. Like, yeah, it was like, a little. We present gifts out of love, but we also would change over a pastor in a minute. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like, isn't kind it. Of crying and professing our, like, the permanence in your life that I'm not leaving you. I was concerned for that young woman. Okay. Okay. Because I was so. also going to say, like, isn't it not, like, necessarily uncommon that if all of a sudden, like, the congregation hears of rumors of something with a pastor and they don't like him, like, he gets the boot fast. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh. So Mary's congregation is holding on real tight. And that's why yeah. it's kind of small. Because, yeah, normally we, we will kick you out. Yeah. I, thought, I was going to say, like, <laughs> you'll find a, a tough new crowd. version of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we only have one episode left of Salt Lake, which. Can't believe it. The only thing that makes me mad or makes me sad about it is like, I don't want it to end because I know the reunion is going to disappoint me and Bravo is going to try to put out the best trailer, but Mary is not there. And Mary was a big part of this season. Yeah. And I really wish she was there because although me, I don't agree with her as like, again, the church slash possible cult leader question mark allegedly, but she had some really impactful moments and sayings, especially on this last episode, this trip I found her very funny when she told Whitney to like, you know, leave her with that. It sounded like my mama telling me to take it somewhere else. Ask my dad. Um, But also she smiled and laughed the entire time that Meredith was like reeling over the fact that she was like in this fight. Mary is like, I want to know what her brain, what she's thinking. And I wish that Andy was there to ask her like, how did you say it this way? Why did you do that? Like, do you understand how this would have come across or explain why that girl was screaming that she will never leave you questions? I know. We got some questions. Yeah, I would have, I just, and we're not gonna get the answers because she's not coming back for a third season. So I think it's just, I know that like, it's not gonna, we're not gonna get the answers. Well, yeah, I'm okay with that one. Yeah. Uh, What, what a week and Bravo. Okay. So this brings us to our favorite part where we talk about a shout out. Uh, Do you have a shout out that you'd like to give this week, Monty? You go first. Let me hear yours. Okay. Okay. So mine, this is going to sound a little, little weird, but just follow along. My shout out goes to Chris Jenner. I always say the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. So So Julia Fox is on call her daddy. Like, you know, I Kanye's out there and like somehow like Chris Jenner probably wasn't even breaking a sweat because she's like, Oh, don't worry. I'm going to have Kylie have her baby. Like how does this family's timing? It's just so perfect all the time. Like it's unreal. They run she their, made a deal with the devil. I'm she convinced. She makes me feel like a a less like savvy or like sophisticated version of Olivia Pope, like on yes. scandal. Because like Olivia Pope could like make any narrative whatever she wanted on purpose at any time. The president could be an absolute like scandal, and boom, over there something else has happened. Boom, over yeah. there something else is happening. Chris is giving me that energy. Yeah, it's just I'm, as good as fashion, though. So I know, but I'm just really like, happy for her. You're like, good for you, I know. girl. Weird I mean, mom, great manager. <laughs> that's it. Like, you're not a great mom. I would not necessarily questionable things that you. Do yeah, I wouldn't. Um, you know, exploit my family for the fame and riches. Uh, to the level that she has, but like as a manager, are damn. you seeking clients? Yeah. Like I like, I'm interested. I want that kind of good luck on my side. If okay. like, if there's like some not so good things coming out about me publicly and it's like, don't worry, I, don't worry. I've karma is on my, like nothing 
whenever something bad's happening, it never lasts for too long. Like nothing bad can happen too long to a Kardashian mm-hmm. because something will happen positive for them. And yes. I feel like this baby I was mean, it. Chloe did just get cheated on because she yeah. let that man back into her life again. <laughs> and we were all looking at her like, girl. And now we're all like, oh my God, look at the family. Look, look at the baby. Look it's a baby God. angel. What's his name? Look like we're all speculating. Yeah. Like all of that. Um, yeah. So my shout out this week, non-reality TV or pop culture related, but also kind of Someone to just give an Academy Award to Zendaya right now. Uh, I mean, I know you're yes. contemplating your euphoria take. I firmly believe, I don't know if this is like some kind of is, like some kind of like um, offensive thing, but I don't think a pregnant woman should watch euphoria. Well, I, I was going to wait until maternity of, leave. But okay, I've also, saying, but then I've also been told lot, like, you'll fear... Someone's like, you will fear your children becoming teenagers. I was like, I don't oh, know yeah. if I want to I mean, there start... are some things. There are yeah. some moments. So I'm just like, are the kids, you know, they always say the kids are all right. I'm like, yeah, those are- kids are not all right. But Zendaya, I mean, it does call a lot of attention to um, the slippery slope of drug, drug use and a lot of attention to mental health. And I'm really appreciative of that. But that girl, this past episode and people who watch it, I, I know they know what I'm talking about. She deserves all of the awards. Like I know she's already won them last year, but she deserves more. Like the way she is portraying a absolute like down and out person and, and, and going through this major struggle, you are mad at her and then pissed at her and then sad for her. And then you want to help her and empathize with her. And then you're laughing with her all in the same five minute span. Like her performance of being found out as being a drug addict again by her mom and like this whole intervention thing. It was Stellar. And there's lots of reports saying that she um, completely improv most of it, like her kicking in a door, like amazing, amazing, she's amazing. 25. She's like, 25. This is a- she's younger than me, actually. Yeah. I can't believe it. And God has really blessed that girl with a lot of talent. She is clearly like on the rise. I think that this is only the beginning for her. And to think that I was of still watching Disney Channel when she was on a really terrible show called Shake It Up. I did not see this coming. Right. I, so I remember like coming. younger family, like, you know, nieces and nephews and stuff watching mm-hmm. that. And I remember just being like, I don't think any of these kids are good. Like she wasn't like a shining star. Cause it was such a no. bad show. Like, Bella you know, Thorne was a better dancer. Yeah. To I was just like, I, I was like, any, yeah, she's cool. I guess I didn't see this coming. Yeah. I really didn't. And I, I love her though. Very proud of her. Very happy for her. Her success is like doing wonders for so many people. It's, it's, it's giving so so many people, so many more like opportunities and chances. And I love seeing her as like this cover girl, you know, as this young, she's a mixed woman. She identifies as a black woman and she is a glamour girl. And she's getting all these things because of her performance on this show. And I just, she is my shout out because she is killing the game. And I I watched this show this weekend and was like, am I okay? Can I do a pulse check? (laughs) Am I okay? Well, now (laughs) I feel like I need to like catch up. Now I'm like insecure first. Abby, oh, that no, me, that is my first will. one. Okay. No. Like it is so good and funny. It's been really hard to not start insecure yet. But I, once I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I'm going to wait. Cause I'm going to binge all of it together. Cause it's five seasons. I know man. Oh man. We hated each waiting like a year, a year and a half. Yeah. We were pissed. We've been making easy curse us out. She cursed us out on watch what happens live. They were like, Andy was asking her questions about insecure yeah. like a couple years ago. And she was like, you'll find out when I get there. And I was yeah. like, Oh, not the shade to Andy. Cause you said, stop asking me questions. <laughs> we can't stop. You'll love it. I know you're gonna have a great. I'm like, I'm excited. That's the other thing that's like with some of the series. It's like you have to wait a year in between, and so it's like you binge it because you love it, and then it's like, oh, 
and then you forget some stuff. So there's been some series that I've been waiting because I'm like, I could just watch all of it within mm-hmm. like a month. So oh, yeah, no, Insecure be will be first. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm imp- I'm like actually making an impact on lives. <laughs> Think about how many <laughs> ways you have impacted me. Potomac. Yeah, good. It was a good idea. It was, yeah. Insecure. <laughs> I also feel like you're like the trendsetter because you were pushing Potomac and then all of a sudden everyone's like, don't sleep on Potomac. It was like trendy. But like you were, you were on the train from the beginning. It wasn't Thank like you, you weren't jumping on a bandwagon. I, every time someone would ask me, I'd be, you know, pounding the pavement on going on a podcast. Who's your favorite housewives? Potomac. Watch it. Do it. You won't regret it. And then finally, when y'all told me that you were watching and I was like, do you regret it? Exactly. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. I'm, so I'm ready for Potomac to come back. I, I also too. think I just need Jizzy to get some energy back because she's I love at reunions. She is oh, I know. But her reads. That's, I mean, that's, I almost feel like if she does a good reunion, like Jizzy, that's not who you are. I will say that the biggest <laughs> miss for Bravo was the timing of ultimate girls trip. Cause somebody from Potomac should have been there. It should have been Giselle mm-hmm. or it should have been Karen Huger if or even Ashley Darby. Kenya Giselle. Oh, okay. <laughs> If Giselle was there instead of Cynthia, I would have literally like laid down and given my life Shannon (laughs) at the tombstone on her couples retreat style to be like front row of that. Because Jizzy would have, the the looks as Kenya is like cursing out Ramona for being basically like a microaggressive person. The looks that Giselle would have given her, like it just would have been too good. Her confessions would have been amazing. I do think someone from Potomac should have been on that. Literally anyone, any one of them could have killed on there. I agree. I, it bothers me to this day, but we can, we can save that for a bonus episode. Monty, thank you so much for coming on. Tell everyone thank where they can find me. you. You can find me anywhere. You listen to podcasts, just like this one, um, Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at mixing with Monty and my X I N G W I T H M A N I. Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for listening. A free and easy way to support both Mani and uh, the Real Moms of Bravo podcast. Hit subscribe, hit five stars. If you've got a 30 seconds left, uh, write a quick review. It really does make a difference. And then as Mani mentioned, if you want to support us monetarily, join our Patreons. You get all the extra tea um, and for as much as a a latte at Starbucks. Uh, So with that, thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.